and welcome to the very first episode of Howl the Podcast. Uh, so good to be here. So stoked to be the host of the very first episode. My name is Shannon Farrell and I am one of the writer directors here on Howl. Very, very pleased to be here. Um, you will hear um, from the other writer director, Cheyenne Lynn, who is also our fearless leader and creator. You will hear them tonight as the narrator. And of course, we interchange hosting, so you will hear from them as well throughout season one. Just a little bit about how it's going to work in terms of new episodes. We release new episodes bi-weekly, or for those of you who are, as I like to say, mystically inclined, every new moon and full moon. So mark your calendars, witches. In the weeks between new episodes, fear not, you will have more Howl content coming your way. We release companion episodes, and these companion episodes are full of behind-the-scenes content and interviews with pretty much everyone involved in making Howl happen. So our lovely cast, our amazing producers, and our amazing, super talented, wicked awesome sound engineer Spade, who we could not have made this possible without. So thank you so much, Spade. Speaking of our cast and creative, it took an army in order to get this podcast done for you. So I would love to tell you right now who everyone is and what they do. However, it's going to take up too much time and I really want to get you into the episode because I know you're just itching. So if you check out the description box, you can find all of our cast there and our creative with all of our handles, um, as well as Hear Us Howl, which is um, our handle for both Twitter and for Instagram. So hit us up there, find out all of our news, find out who we are, read up about us, and don't hesitate to reach out because we love hearing from you guys and your thoughts. Now, without any further ado, it is my honor to introduce to you the very first episode of Howl the Podcast, written by Cheyenne Lynn, directed by myself, yours truly, so be nice. This is Welcome to Talbot University. Hello, my name is Rose Prey. My pronouns are they, them. I'm the Vice President of the Delta Omega Alpha Sorority, but today I'm your guide to the incredible Talbot University. Talbot University was founded by Gwen Talbot in 1895. It's located in London, Pennsylvania, Canada, a small town in the heart of Silverwood. The original university building, the castle in the middle of the campus, has been converted into the main offices. Now, the story of Mrs. Talbot is a fascinating one. She was set to marry a wealthy lord in England, but shortly after her wedding night, her husband was attacked by a monster and died. Gwen spent the next month tracking down the creature, and when she found it, let's just say, hell hath no fury like a woman whose husband's been eaten. Anyway, Mrs. Talbot came back home to London and founded a school for strong, passionate women with her new family's fortune. The reason Gwen came home and immediately decided to erect a giant castle in the middle of her hometown was out of fear. She was worried that the beasts across the water would eventually land here. She wanted to be able to protect herself and her town. She turned the castle into a giant school for young women when she got tired of patriarchal bullshit. 
And keeping up with that legacy, Talbot became one of the first universities to integrate their student body. From our ranks, we boast mayors, generals, premiers, and Supreme Court justices, just to name a few fancy titles. We hope to add you to our pantheon. Welcome to Talbot University. You're gonna love it here. The full moon bathes the surrounding area in a ghostly light. Fog gathers in the underbrush. It is as quiet as death. A splash of color rips through the woods. A woman in a red hood runs for her life. The trees whip by her, branches like clawed fingers grab and tear at her clothes. She looks back and sees a shadowed beast hunting her, gaining with every step. Scanning the woods in front of her, she prays for a sign of civilization or salvation of any kind. Kinderman Rowe sits in front of her computer in an oversized shirt with an old-school werewolf movie poster printed on it. She's a dark-skinned young woman of 20, plagued with an unyielding curiosity of the unknown and unanswered. Her glasses reflect the light of her computer screen. She's eating popcorn and watching a horror movie with her locks wrapped up for the night. This isn't unusual. Kinney tends to spend her Friday nights alone with her computer, either watching Netflix or... Talking werewolves to the abyss that is the internet. Ugh, it'd be so cool to see an actual cryptide. Kenny pushes up her glasses, making her nose twitch. Hey, friends. Uh, internet people. Uh, I've been thinking about the end of the world lately. I was in the library reading about different ways the world could end, like Ragnarok and stuff like that. And I found this weird Cerberus prophecy. You might know Cerberus as the three-headed dog guarding the underworld in ancient Greek mythology. Did you know that was like a part-time job for him? And he has his own prophecy. When days are shrouded in shadow and night drips with blood, I shall cleanse the world of weakness. The key rose. The wolf. Crazy, right? I mean, there's an eclipse coming up whose name is a mile long. Maybe with the right blood sacrifice, I could end the world. Rose coming in from one party and changing for another. They are living their college life to the fullest. Who cares that it's their fourth year and they're still undecided? Hey, Kenny. Kenny barely looks up from her computer. She's used to Rose barreling in and out of their shared space. Hey, Rose. Where are you coming from? Where are you off to? The DOA is hosting this party for the new students, and I have to be there. The Cauldron Club mixer ran long again. At this rate, I'll have to pop by the Game Master's dungeon party on the way to the Deltas. Jason's gonna be pissed. You know, if you spent half as much time deciding a major as you do hosting parties, you'd be done with a degree by now. <laughs> Rose smiles like they always do when having to confront any aspect of actually leaving Talbot. 
Why limit myself? I'm good with staying here another four years. Unlike some people, I can learn and have fun. Why don't you come this time? Maybe meet a fellow book nerd? Fellow book nerd? You're always reading. I'm a lit major. You read old stories. Mythology. And talk about monsters. My focus explores the duality between man and beast and marries mythos with common cryptides in the known world. There you go. They talking aren't funny again. <sighs> Look, I have no problems with you searching for the meaning of self in mythological creatures. I kind of mind the midnight videos during finals week, but I chalk that up to you being quirky. What I won't accept is you being a stick-in-the-mud roommate who chooses monsters in her room over making out with a pretty girl at a party. Kenny fights against the urge to smile and loses. <sighs> Fine. You're not gonna stick me in a corner and hang out with Houston and your other Delta Sibs like last time, are you? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Holding up two fingers in a scout salute. I promise. Stop dragging your feet, Monroe. I don't wanna. Hey, Ray! Derek! Like a true introvert, Kenny manages to find a corner to burrow in. Holding her cup close to her chest, she watches the party rage around her. Relief washes over her. When she finds two deltas, she recognizes from her mythology class nearby. Down in her liquid courage, she navigates the crowd to approach them. Krista, an upperclassman wearing her signature Delta Red blazer, is laughing with Sonia, another upperclassman wearing her signature archer's glove in the same bright, bloody shade of red. Kinney's eyes trail to the eye-catching crest of Talbot that is boldly embroidered on the breast pocket of Krista's jacket. Underneath are bleached white Greek letters, Delta, Omega, Alpha. Half of the A is modified to look like an arrow docked in a bow, Right on brand with what Kenny knows of the Deltas. Uh, hi. So I handled it. Like I always do. Cheers to that. Um, my name is Kenny. Spelt with an I instead of a Y. <laughs> Sonia, do you see anyone interesting at this party? Go for it. Not really. So, did you know that there's a prophecy? that Cerberus could bring about the end of the world. You know, most people think of Cerberus as the guardian of the underworld, but he's also supposed to ring in a new world in a baptism of blood. <laughs> <coughs> That's uh, how the world will end. <laughs> you hear that, Sonia? <laughs> a three-headed dog is going to end the world. Yeah. I have my money on global warming. Do you have any proof to back that theory? Just science? <laughs> okay. 
And what about you? Kenny with an eye. Kenny frowns into her drink as Krista and Sonia cackle. She leaves the conversation and heads to the door. Looking back at Rose, she sees him having a good time without her. Ugh, I hate sorority parties. Should have just stayed home. I knew Rose was gonna ditch me. I can't believe I'm surprised. Hello? Is someone out there? Hey, whoever you are, I'd back off if I were you. Tonight's not the night. I am not the one. I'm serious. Leave me alone. The creature watches her at a distance from the underbrush. Its large shadow oh crosses in front of Kenny, too quick to make out what it was in the dim light. Too big to feel. Safe. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! What the hell was that? Are there bears in London? No one said anything about bears during the campus tour. Oh, fast bears? <laughs> nice fast bears? Oh god, this is punishment for being social. I go out to a party and disrupt the balance of the universe, is that it? My, what red eyes you Dark shadow creature of death. Delta! Kenny trembles like a leaf as two red-headed figures blast past her, wielding axes and a crossbow, respectively. in front of her, at her friend's outstretched and bloody hand. The tree line looks like claws crawling out of the grave to grab them and drag them to the dark pits of hell. The pale glow of moonlight illuminates the path and the blood, Rose's blood. A trail of it leads into a void dragged by some huge black shadow that cannot exist. It's not real. It can't be real. Houston shoves Kenny to the side. Move! Her clothes are torn and the birthmark on her shoulder is Hang showing. Hang on, Rose! It always reminded Kenny of the Orion constellation. I'm coming! Right now, it looks irritated. Like, somehow, it's glowing. But that's not possible. Please. Hang on. Houston throws a hatchet into the void. Kenny lies on the ground, trembling. She can't run. She can't fight. She can't breathe. The only solid thought running through her head? This is my fault. I did this. This is all my fault. And thus begins our journey into the universe of Howl, Howl the podcast. It has been 
fantastic being able to host the very first episode. I am very excited and we hope that you are too. If you are interested in following along and getting reminded of when we do post more episodes and more content for you, you can find all of our handles down in the description box as well as our cast uh, and creatives uh, Instagram and Twitter handles as well. If you happen to be a fan of our intro and our outro, they were composed by Ted Linden, Edward Linden, a very good friend of mine, uh, who has done our intro and our outro. And you can find his information in the description box below as well. As I said before, my name is Shannon, and it is absolutely fantastic to finally be here with you all. We hope you're just as excited as we are. I will see you next week for our companion episodes, and be careful out there, because... You never know what might be lurking in the woods. Good night.